Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Total 90 Premier League podcast. This is your favorite time of the week. This is my favorite time of the week. This is Nick Brown, Frowny Brown from Frowny Brown Town. And today I'm joined by a man who said today that Liverpool might have a chance of winning the Premier League. Mickey Kennedy, how are we doing? Well, to be fair and honest, Every Liverpool fan says we're going to win the league every single year. So you've got to have some kind of hope. It's yes. been an absolutely monumentous day, I think, including through the week. There's been a few good deals. Mickey, I'm going to give you the kickoff. I'm going to give you the new ball. There's only one way we can start, isn't there? Oh, well, obviously. It's obvious reasons. Um, it takes me back to a day, uh, 9th of August 2016, actually. Yep. Where I said football's gone mad and I find myself less than a year Saying it again. Why Football would, has gone mad. What, what happened on the 9th of August, sorry? Uh, the 9th of August was the transfer of Paul Pogba. And yep. I, I don't know if I was eating some at that time, but I would have spat it out <laughs> when I heard it was for £89 million. Pounds. Yep. Um, which today, it makes it look like, uh, Mitch, like pocket change. Yeah, well, depending who the club is, definitely... Um, this is what reported around 195 million, and we're talking about the name idea, obviously. Yes, uh, like you know, 500,000 a week. We got stats for on upon days about how much he's actually going to be making. What do we think about this deal in general? Yo, do you think that this is smart for him? Is this all about kind of getting out of Messi's shadow? What are you thinking? Well, it, it definitely has to have something to do with it. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people in Brazil, a massive thing is the Ballon d'Or. Yes, um, yes. It has to be a little bit of a trigger, I think. He's coming into his mid-20s now, coming to a World Cup year. Um, obviously, the PSG, the league they play in, um, it's physically less... Demanding. Less, yeah, less demanding. Um, they can guarantee, pretty much guarantee most of their wins. Even though they didn't win the league last year, I think they'll dominate it now, to be honest. Yeah, well, Monaco's team has been absolutely torn apart, which it, we'll talk has, about a yeah. bit later. Um, you know, you're saying about the Ballon d'Or, is that something that people really need to strive for? Neymar is young. You know, Messi's only got a few more years left in him. Does it really, like, why couldn't he just wait out? He's at the biggest club in the world, and he's decided to go to a farmer's team to, you know, chase a, a an award that really a lot of people don't really care about. Um, it's actually, I think it's because it's actually pretty big in Brazil. Um, in, that, in that country, I think Ballon d'Or is something that they, you know, they really look at, look fondly upon. Um, I think the last one was Ronaldo, the, old, the fat Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, and, and a lot of it uh, yeah. would do with the money as well. Of yeah, course. exactly. Like, yeah. He is getting a little bit of cash on the side. What about Just his um? Bit, yeah. What about his little um loyalty clause that he had to get? Well, very sneakily, um, I don't know many people knew this. The first, I think it's the first of July, or the first or thirty first of July. Yeah, 31st. Sorry, yep. um, he had a twenty five million dollar loyalty bonus, which just happened to be. Uh, triggered by him saying those extra couple of days and it's quite funny <laughs> to see him go it's coincidental I'd it say. is <laughs> just uh, getting a loyalty bonus and leaving the club two or three days later yeah well exactly it's um you know his dad who's his manager would be uh getting in a pretty significant payday as well yeah he's going to be going half of the, the world cup coming up uh yeah. this is a you know big time and how big is this for french football in general it's it's a massive Massive boost, I think it gives it. It gives the PSG team and the the League One um, just a little bit more attention. A marquee signing. It, well, it's a massive signing, isn't it? It's pretty much probably coming in to be the biggest name in football. Um, you know, as you see, Messi and Ronaldo kind of veer away into the thirties. Um, you know, you, who's next? Him, Pogba. You know, maybe a couple of others. Um, so. Yeah, to them to possibly have the biggest player on the planet in his prime, don't forget that too, he's 25, um, he's going to be playing his best years of football at the capital, at the French capital. Well, that's unless he gets bought out again in another three years. Well, you can't help but think that maybe that this will probably happen, like he, he could find himself going back in a couple of years, you know, 
Um, whether, you know, I can't see him being really staying there for a few years without getting bored, to be honest, because um, there's no real challenge there. Like, besides the Champions League, I guess, of course. Um, yeah. You know, which they, I think they become a, ten, uh, a contender now with that team. Yeah, well, you look at it on paper now, but the, I guess one of the big problems is that now they've bought such a massive player and now that he's going to be on such a huge wage, aren't they going to have to get rid of a bunch of players? Aren't they going to have to sell some off to make way for somebody? And where do you actually rate Neymar in terms of like the best in the world? Is he, is he the top five? Well, it's, it's going to be funny to see, you know, he's, he's, we'll talk, I'll talk about the, um, where he's at first. Um, yeah. You know, don't forget... He was he was a star at Santos, um, a very technical league, more than strength, you know, yes, kind yes. of stuff. The Brazil play with a lot of flair over there, and he's come to a, a Barcelona team that after a year or two they had, you know, the MSN, the, the greatest trio probably to ever play the game. Really, yeah, how, yeah. how more deadly can three players get? Yeah. You can't. They destroy teams on a regular basis, embarrass them really. Um, so. Yeah, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a new challenge where it's not gonna just be you know passed to him and made it look easy, you know. So it's gonna be a real challenge. It's actually might be a bigger challenge than he thinks because he's got to run the show now. He's not one of the sidekicks. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. And like a lot of you know, there's so many reports that have come out. You've got players like Danny Alves saying before he left, he was saying something along the lines of you know you have to be selfish in times like this. And obviously, yeah. Danny Alves has had a bit of a falling out with Barcelona. It's funny you mentioned that Danny Alves having a falling out with Barca. You know, Neymar's having all Brazilian nationals like. How many more, is there any more Brazilian players at Barcelona at the moment? Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. But do you think that they've? Do you think that Neymar has had a falling out? Do you think that he is? Um, I think a little bit. Or do you think yeah. he's just sick of playing in Messi's shadow? I think it's probably a bit of both. You know, like at the end of the day, they, re, they play for themselves, I guess, to a degree. You know, he's he was never going to get out of that shadow. To be honest, you know, even if Messi was thirty three and he's twenty eight and he's he's possibly playing better than Messi. Um, I can't see anyone getting out of the shadow out of his shadow. Ah, uh, out of his shadow. Sorry, yeah, at Barcelona. Yeah, that's you know that's very true. And like you know, I know you're saying this off off air that um you know this is almost like Barcelona getting a little bit of a uh, taste of their own medicine, getting a player kind of bought up from underneath them. It's kind of funny that when Barcelona set this ridiculous clause of like 198 million. Yeah, like anyone was going to meet it. Yeah, exactly. Back well, what three years ago when they actually made that, the market was at such a different place than it is now. And it was, you know, to do that would be breaking all sorts of records. And all of a sudden, PSG's just kind of gone, well, you know what? Like, let's just, we need we need a marquee player. Ibrahimovic is gone. Yep. We don't have this massive kind of signing. And, you know, Neymar's a larger-than-life kind of character right now. He is. He is definitely. And, yeah, as I, as I was saying before, you know, Barcelona, I don't I can't remember the last time they would have let go of a player that they didn't want to let go. So, like... No, you never hear of people from Barcelona getting unwantedly sold. They yes. were the only reason people leave Barcelona is when Barcelona gets decided it's your time's up. Yes. you know what I mean. So it's the first time in I don't know how long that someone someone's actually been able to lure them away from Barcelona. Which it's going to be funny how they they take that. You know, you know, it looks like they're being, they're going to go for Coutinho. Hundred million uh, bid has been declined. I think. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Like you know. Barcelona have 200 million to play with. Yeah. And on top of 
every other bit of money that they would have. What do they? What does Barcelona need? Are they going to go for somebody who need who's going to sell shirts? Or are they going to go with quality? Because you know there's a, there is a difference. You know Neymar's somebody who sells a lot of shirts, and he's he's pretty quality. Uh, well. No, he's a quality player, yeah. of course. But you know there's there's certain kinds of you know classy players, and then there's players that have a bit of flair about them. Coutinho is very much a combination of the both. But other than Coutinho, do you think that I've heard you know Dembele from uh, Borussia Dortmund is a big one on their yeah. on their radar? Uh, is this a guy, you know, pretty young? Like, you know, is this what Barcelona should start doing? Because Barcelona have a history of making poor decisions with a lot of money. And whereas, you know, Real Madrid have been pretty uh, good. kind of, yeah, pretty good kind of building for the future. And that's yep. what they've done. And, you know, they'll, you know, they're going to buy out Tottenham in a couple of years anyway. So what do you reckon? Uh, well, I reckon, yeah, if they don't get Coutinho, which I'm hoping, to be honest, I've actually been more hopeful, hopeful in the last couple of days that he will actually stay. I'm huge. pretty confident. Yeah, he's huge for Liverpool. Don't forget... Coutinho and Neymar are very close mates. They've been mates for a long, long time. Yep. It, it often makes me think that, you know, what's Neymar saying to Coutinho's ear? It'd be like, you know, I've left Barcelona. You probably wouldn't say anything good about him at the moment because yeah. Barca really, like, if you look at the stands and that, they'll quick to rip off any poster of Neymar um, over the last couple of days, um, you know, destroyed his contract. It, it, it doesn't look like he's left on good terms. I don't know. I'll get that feeling reading the stuff across the media a little bit that, um, you know, they're not happy with his decision. They're not happy that he's leaving. Goes back to the reason, but they're not used to that happening to them. Yeah, definitely. Like, It's hard to kind of decipher, you know, because media sometimes just do things for a story. So it's very difficult to kind of decide if what there has been said is true or they're just kind of trying to get a story out. Yep. But this, there is something very odd about this. I feel like that we're going to, even as the months kind of go by, we might even kind of get a bit more information about what happened and why it happened. Yeah, Because definitely. it's just... It will, some... it will get leaked somehow. Yeah. Um, at the moment, there's too much going on for it to happen, I think. And then over the, after it settles down over the next week or two, the, the, the finer details will come out, I think. Yeah, this is, um, you know, this is huge. And like... Yeah, I've heard links to like, you know, on the PSG side of things, I've heard things like Di Maria could be on the way out. Yep. Uh, there's just, there has to be There has to be, made. something's got to give really, you, yeah. you feel. Um, you can't spend £195 million on someone and, and not expect to do anything other than that. Um, I, I also heard a lot of the deal that Neymar was trying to get Coutinho to go to, to PSG as well. Obviously that wouldn't happen. They're not going to spend $295 million on two players. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as I said... Something's got to give, but it looks like it's probably going to be Dan Maria. Okay, so as a Liverpool supporter, you know, you'd be obviously, it's a bit of a worrying time when a team like Barcelona has $200 million of play money just to kind of go out and buy whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, without even spending a dollar yet. Yeah, so that's exactly it. So, in terms of, you know, Barcelona are going to have to buy players, I think Dembele is somebody they could get. I don't think that would be the only one they get. If they don't get Coutinho, is there anyone else that you can kind of see them kind of putting a lot of uh, money into? Well,. Yeah, well, obviously, if I can't get Coutinho, it'd be great, great on my half. I'd be very yeah, happy of course, with that. it should um, be. It changes my our season if we keep him. It is huge for you know every Liverpool supporter will be hoping and praying to God. Like it doesn't matter how much money Barcelona put on the table for a Liverpool supporter. I don't think he's worth it. Like yeah, I mean, sorry, yeah, I think he's worth more. Yes, hundred you know, percent. There is, you know, you can't put a price tag on a player like Coutinho because taking him out of that side. It's just, it'll be def- detrimental. It, it, it's just like the Suarez thing happening all over again. Really, that's how I see it. Yeah. Um. And and look how we've gone without Suarez. We went from title contenders to really a, a lucky to finish fourth kind of thing. So I'm hoping the board at Liverpool realise that that from you know remember that from last time. Does this and um, do everything they can to hold him? Does this hold on to him. Um, kind of 
you know, you see like all this money kind of going for Coutinho. Does this kind of worry you that even if he stays, that it's just going to be kind of a matter of time now? It's going to be preventing uh, inevitable, kind of like what's yes. happened to Suarez. Yes, definitely. I, I, th- I think it's more we try hold on to him as hard as we can and try and have the best season that we can to the show. Is worth it's worth for him to stay there and hopefully know? win a title, of course. If you're a Liverpool, exactly fan. right, exactly right. Well, so you know, if he win, say we, we did the unthinkable and win a title, you know, will that make him want to stay for another year? And then we have another good year, it makes him want to stay another. Year. And before you know it, he's 28, 29, and, and he's won and six, the, and six titles four. in a row. And it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on, let's get the first one. First. You could dream, yeah, <laughs> but that's it. Like, yo, um, it is a very interesting time for somebody like a team because I feel like this whole Barcelona going for him has kind of put his name up in lights whereas maybe a few months ago a guy like Coutinho might not have been on anyone's real radar because like he's very fat, you know, fantastic player as we all know yep. but he just kind of wasn't that player that everyone was seeking no, and then Barcelona not. kind of just you know by just by, it, it, they've it always gotten the desperate they've it's always sh- gotten desperate but it desperate. shows the power of a team like Barcelona you know if Barcelona's linked to somebody and is making offers with somebody it puts that name on a whole nother level it does it does and to be fair, his, his performances have been absolutely outstanding over the last t- probably two years. He's got another level, and then he's got another level again. I think he's got another level to go. I think he does too. I really do. And, you know, the little magician, as they call him, he, he really does produce magic sometimes. And um, Even the goals he shows in preseason, where he's linking up with Salah, he's linking up with Mane. Exciting. He, he's, it's just the brain. You know I mean? He's, he's just a thinker. And he, he just creates something out of nothing sometimes. And I, I feel that, you know... If Liverpool lose him, we've taken two steps back. We really have because he's the engine there. Yeah. Wherever he plays, he makes something out of nothing. And he's also able to create, literally create something out of nothing, you know? Yeah, and um, yeah, he's a player that, unfortunately for Liverpool supporters, I feel like he'd fit well into the Barcelona, Barcelona. system. He's exactly like a Neymar player. And that's the, worst, that's the most scary thought. You know, if they bought Coutinho for $100 million, right, could they be talking, like, could Barcelona literally be talking in a year later saying, we literally just got another Neymar for 100 mil cheaper? You know, yeah. he's doing the same stuff that Neymar did, and he'd possibly be on the same level as Neymar. You know, imagine him being part of um, Messi and Suarez together. Yeah, what is it? You'd have to come up with a new yeah. kind of name. S- SCM or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you, do you put Coutinho on the same level as Neymar, or do you think that that's kind of, you know, his ability's kind of been always feel exaggerated? Like, to be honest, I always feel I have this gut feeling, or not this feeling, gut feeling, but, like, it always seems like he's a year behind Neymar, if that doesn't make okay, sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like... The, the 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 level that he's playing at was probably the, the Neymar of two thousand sixteen. And then the next year he's probably playing at the Neymar of two thousand seventeen and he's still playing world class football but it it just seems to be that little half a step behind and that's probably got something to do with the team he's playing with as well. You don't, like he's Neymar was playing with Barcelona, one of the best teams in the world. Liverpool he's playing with Liverpool Coutinho and he's he's not the team it's a good squad but it's not the, the Barcelona standard. Yeah, that's it. Well, and they're not playing the same teams as Barcelona playing either. Well, that's a big, uh, a very good point. You know, Neymar is a player who we don't know how he's going to go adapting to a different league style because yeah. as much as people might say, like, you know, the French league is a lot worse than the Spanish league, which I think we can all agree is probably the yes, standard yeah, drops a yeah. little bit. But, you know, the style, it means a huge, it makes a huge difference. If Neymar can't adapt to that style, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how good you are. If you can't adapt to a league style, you might struggle. And yeah. you might, you know, it's very hard for, I don't know what he would have to do for him to actually be worth the money that he's going to get paid. He'd have to win everything. Like, you know, the well, door. shirt sales will be a lot. You, it'd yeah. be interesting to see how shirts he sells. Because even I was saying to you before, I was like, I'm always tempted by a name of a PSG shirt. You are literally the worst fan of football I've I'm ever heard I'm not the life. worst fan of football. <laughs> I just like big things happening. And that was massive. And I just felt like I wanted to be a part of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, 
<laughs> so like, I want to be part of the name idea. But a, to- a, but a, a, a you know, sorry, apart from the shirt sales, what would he have to do from a club level to actually be worth that money? Oh, Champions League, definitely. They need like and Ballon d'Or. Well, Ballon d'Or is a personal thing, I think. Well, that would obviously mean if he won the Ballon d'Or, it means he had a pretty had good the, season. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. I think he's going to have a good season there anyway. Like regardless, it's just going to be interesting to see how he plays without the help of Messi and now without the help of Suarez. You, you can imagine. You know, defenses line up and going, oh, geez, who are we going to pick up? Are these three, you know? And, you know, they've already gotten to their heads before the game's even started. Now you look at, you know, now they know exactly who they're going to try to stop the most. Neymar, you know what I mean? Every League One team is going to go, all right, Neymar's the main priority and we'll kind of worry about the other ones. Where when he was playing at Barcelona, you know, Messi's probably that guy. And yeah. then he can, he's a bit more free, you know? So how he handles that number one role is yet to be seen. That's the. I think that's the beauty of it. I think we're going to learn a lot in the next few months about a lot of things about how Neymar adapts, about the kind of saga and how he left, and you know yeah. whether or not he's left on good terms. You know he's reunited with Danny Alves. Maybe yep. they could start fucking like a hate speech towards <laughs> Barcelona. Well, it's interesting to see that they're both at PSG now. Yeah, it is. They like obviously they they're probably pretty good friends. But yep. we'll we'll move on from Barcelona. And it's supposed to be a Premier League podcast. We'll the just, the we'll, one thing I will say about okay. about Neymar is the one thing he has been able to do is prove it that he can be that. That one, the go-to guy in the, at national level. So yeah, he, he probably would take into the PSG. Hopefully, he can play like that. But it, yeah, as I said, it's yet to be seen. Yeah, but yeah we'll move on. Sorry, we'll, we'll cross over. We're supposed to be a Premier League podcast, but we're going to stick in Spain. Are we going to go? <laughs> we to couldn't, we couldn't avoid that one. I yeah, think. that one was something we had to kind of talk about. But while we're on the Spanish league, we will go to Real, and I want to. Yeah, we should go on Mbappe. He's somebody we haven't really talked about a hell of a lot. Because he's kind of his rumours and he's kind of um, everything's kind of died down since the Neymar thing's kind of risen up. Yeah, it definitely has. And there was talk earlier of a hundred thirty, hundred forty million dollar deal, which seems not that bad anymore uh, for one of the the best young talents in in the world. Um, you know, Zinedine Zidane has been caught saying that he, they'd probably have to sell Bale to get him. Um, where does Bale go from there? Probably, you know, Manchester United have just spent seventy five million. Can they spend another hundred? Kind of thing. Um, it's be interesting to see how it goes. You know that I haven't like to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Barcelona make a cheeky bid for Mbappe now. Well, yeah, no thing, one's really said that, but imagine if that could happen. The thing is, when you got someone like Suarez playing up front, it makes it very hard how he's going to fit into the squad. Well, yeah, you probably try and mold him into a Neymar role, possibly. Well, with the Real making you know, a massive bid for Mbappe, how many years do you think it takes? And how much consistency do you have to show before you can be worth something like that? Mbappe has kind of come out of nowhere and had a ma- an amazing season, and all of a sudden he's well, value is gone. To be honest, million. I was on him at the start of this year. Okay, well, yeah, I was, wasn't I? Uh, yeah, you were Admit on him. Yeah, you yes, got him so on FIFA. You, you had him on FIFA. Yeah, I did. But like, how long does it take for you? Yeah, he's gone from being worth probably twenty million to being worth now one hundred twenty. Yeah, one hundred twenty million. And do you think that one year can do that? Do you think that you know? You look at someone like Mares who had a who had one big season and then it's gone way down. His values dropped con- like considerably. Well, unfortunately, that's the way football is, where they, they can, it, it's pretty much on your last game. Is it, how good they rate you. So yeah. pretty much the only person, the only manager I've heard that really waits is probably Arsene Winger. He's, he's the only man I really know that said you can't buy a playoff one season. Unfortunately, football's gone the way where everyone's trying to beat everyone to the punch that one season's enough because they're so scared of them having another good season. And not only is their price skyrocketing, but... They've already joined someone else before they get a chance. So it's kind of like a race to get them. And you know what? That's why we see so much flops these days because clubs are so scared to wait. Yeah. They need to have everything now. And it, and, and it goes back to, you know, 
first in best dress kind of thing, you know. So if you yeah. don't get them early, you know, you know, you don't get them at all sometimes. Okay, so like say say for you know argument's sake that in, um, Real Madrid wanted to get Mbappe in, they're going to sell Bale. What's Bale's worth right now? He hasn't really had a fantastic season recently, and he's somebody who's you know struggling to kind of stay in that Real Madrid squad. Isco's been kind of trying to you know kind yeah of trying to try and push him out. Yo, what's his value? Well, you'd have to say 100, surely. Really? You couldn't say he's, what, you're saying he's half the play of Neymar? Well, I think Neymar's a very extreme case because it's a buyout it, it, Yeah, it is. So, but it's still been met, you know, and with someone like Gareth Bale. And he's put, don't forget, two years ago, man, he's one of the biggest players in the world. Yeah, he, he is. still is one of the biggest players in the world. Oh, he's a fantastic player, but it's just interesting to see that, you know, as you said, you are rated on your last game. And if his last season hasn't been very good, of course, his value might drop a bit. Getting a bit older now, he's not in that... He's not that incredibly young player yep. to actually get. You know, there's obviously a lot of good years left in him. I'd love to see him come to the Premier League, regardless of... How old is he now? I couldn't even tell you, actually. If he's 28, do you reckon yeah, he's 28? Yeah, I think he'd be around That's that. his best years of his life. That's exactly it. Is, you know what I mean? And that's the, that's the so funny thing about football, man. Like, he's he's going to go into the best years of his career, and we're talking about him someone almost past his time before he's, even, <laughs> before he's even hit his time. Well, he's also pretty injury-prone, unfortunately, he recently, is, yeah. which really, you know, it hurts. Which makes you wonder, like, how he did so well in the Premier League, because Premier League's such a physical league. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it makes you wonder. But, yeah, I don't know. Who, who goes for him now, you know? Yeah, um, look, I'd love to see him go to... um. Yes, back to Spurs. I don't see it happening. He, uh, from our correspondent on the couch, he is actually 28 years old. Thank you very much. And uh, so he is, he is right in the prime of his career. It is, um, you know, he wouldn't be going to Spurs. He's not, you know, Spurs don't have the uh, the money, of course. He's obviously, he'd be going to one of the Manchester clubs or, or Chelsea. Yeah, there's, only, there's only three options if he comes to Premier League. Yeah, well, pretty much. And, could you but, imagine? But they've already spent so much money. I don't think they can afford him in this window, to be honest. Well, that's it. I think, I think Bale, look, if, if they got Mbappe, I'd love to see where Bale would go because I don't know who they hold him for him, especially this late into the transfer Pear window. <laughs> well, that's, I was about to say, could you imagine if Bale and Neymar came in as kind of, you know, being... It's the like the rebellion. Yeah, it's like exactly. the rebellion the, of the, the Spanish league, the isn't players it? Who let's were let's just go destroy one, these teams. They were one behind Messi and Ronaldo and they're just yeah. like, you know what, fuck this. We're going to go to the Farmers League and, you know, fucking smash them. I'll, I'll bring this to you too. Back on the Spanish League, I know we were a Premier League one, but I just want to go back to this one. So Neymar's gone now, right? Yes. Barcelona's future, supposedly, but he's gone. I think Suarez is 29, Messi's 31 or 30. They've only got a couple of years left. Where do their next stars come? Well, where, do, where are they? You know what I mean? I think... Could they, could they could they face in a couple of years a massive downfall and could, you know, could it be a Real Madrid dominance for a couple of years? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, Real Madrid look pretty set right now. They they seem to have really decent say, scouts. In saying that, Ronaldo's 30. As yeah, well, but um, he'll go. Bale's twenty eight. But they, you know, they're looking pretty. If, if, if Mbappe's going anywhere right yeah, now, exactly. he's going to Real. Yep. they've got Rodriguez right now. If they still have Bale, if Bale, I don't think Bale. If you know, if Mbappe came, Bale's an absolutely certain to go. I think Benzema should go. Like you know, yeah, I think he should have gone too. Yeah, I thought they were going to get Aubameyang in. But... Yeah, well, that's another one that you know it could happen. Depending, Where, yeah, where's it? What's happened to him lately? He's gone off the radar. Uh well, you know, according to his, you know, the club and that that he's not for sale anymore. I don't yep. know if that's just them trying to jack up his price. I feel like I feel, I feel like... like Real Madrid are kind of you know going through their strikers and. And Aubameyang's never the number one choice for anyone. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, he's he's always playing the bridesmaids, just kind of like, oh, well, Mbappe can't work. Well, we might try for Aubameyang. He's, you know, Aubameyang has said many times that he wants to go to Real Madrid. I think, yeah, he's so desperate to go there, unfortunately. <laughs> and it just looks like it probably just won't happen for him. 
I, I can't help but feel if he went to Real Madrid, he would he'd play like a Michael Owen role, uh, Michael Owen role, and just sit on the bench, and that would probably destroy his career because Owen was never the same after he went to Real Madrid. Like he just sat on the bench, and you'd probably think that was a mistake going to there. Yeah, definitely. That. Well, okay. So what we'll do is we'll we'll switch over to the Premier League. Yeah, we've been. We've been we better stay in the Premier League. Yeah, we'll time. we'll go over to the Premier League. Um, big deal coming out of the week. Maddish going over to United. Yeah, and I think we were talking about it before the show too. That the main the main thing that everyone can notice is that it's going to free up you know the big Paul Pogba. It's going to yeah. give him a chance to have a bit of free run. Maddish is a bit more solid at the back, um, so we might. You know, it might be forty million for Matic, but we might see the best out of the eighty-nine million dollars signing. Well, that's it. Um, you know, this is, and I know a lot of people think they over overpaid for Matic. I actually think this is one of the fairest deals of the transfer window. It, it so really far. is when it, you think about inflation and prices well, now. And and you look at it and you go, Matic was basically getting unfortunately kind of moved out of the squad by Bakayoko coming in from Monaco. Yep. So and you would know Bakayoko and Kanto for, for one are going to be an incredible you know combination. Yeah, they definitely will. Matic needed a new uh, spot. Kanto's obviously. Uh, like somehow made this kind of position like a must-have for yeah. big clubs. You know, everybody looks at him and goes, "Holy hell!" It kind of just re- like reinvented a little bit. It, yeah, like the McAuley role kind of thing. It's gone to you know, Kante's made his own as well. That's exactly it. And now Manage has gone over to a team like United, who, you, as you said, can free up Pogba, can free up Pereira, even guys like Mkhitaryan once yeah. once fit and that can come in and they don't have to rely, like you know, don't have to push back as hard. And they don't have to worry about if they make a mistake that they're going to have nobody covering them. So it's a really, you know, I think it's a really good deal. Your manager isn't someone who's young, obviously, but Mourinho is going for instant success. You know how the Manchester clubs are; they want they want titles now. Well, they need them now. They really do. And if they if they sit still, then the clubs just go straight past them, and you know they find themselves where probably Arsenal is right now. Well, that's it. You know, right now, I you know, we'll stick with Chelsea. You were going on off air before saying that Murata is kind of being compared to Martial. Well. I'm not saying that it's probably, it's a little bit of theory on my part. I think more than ever. Than yeah. ever. It, it, it's just, a nice theory. It just brings me back to when uh, Martial was signed as a I think 18 year old for 36 or 38 million pounds, yeah. right? And you couldn't see any positive notes about him. Like there, there was talk that he was the next heir on Ray and kind of like the cut of Mbappe kind of thing. But when he signed for that amount of money, I just I just remember reading all this negative stuff about um, Martial and just. How that they've wasted their money. I can't believe Manchester United spent this much as a panic buy. You know, um, an unproven kid from Monaco, really. So, I think the main thing that Martial did, which changed everyone's opinion, is the first game he plays against Liverpool, bangs in an absolute quality goal. Yeah. Um. He, I remember watching the game, and he just looked so comfortable on the ball when he like, and it's pretty much his first action was a goal. Yeah. What that does is it takes all the pressure off him. And puts it all into a positive, you know. Yeah. You know, I'd never heard a bad word said about him after that moment. He got he scores a goal in the derby in his first game, and what happens is he scores a couple more, and before you know it, thirty six million is a bargain buy. The difference thing for Morata is he's coupling the same. I find he's copping the same kind of slack a little bit. Um, leading in, he's wasting money. He's not that good. Uh, panic buy. What he needs to do. He score in the first game. He really does. He needs to come on and score. Well, it's funny you were saying, you know, compared to Martial, he also could be compared to someone like Memphis on the other side, Memphis yeah. Empire, who got, you know, shipped back over. Like, you well, know, pretty much. And he was he was talked about in a lot more positivity than Martial before yeah. he started playing. And that's it. And like, you know, Murata is somebody who I, you know, I have no problem saying that I have my, uh, res- I'm pretty well, I have my about doubts him. as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, um, yeah, we'll talk about like Murata, how he's going to go in the league a lot next week. But 
Yeah, I actually, I think this is a really good comparison because I think, yeah, as you said, he needs to score. He needs to make an impact and he needs to do it soon because if I was Chelsea right now, I, you know, you've got somebody like Costa who hasn't been sold yet and, you know, obviously wants to go. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too keen to, I wouldn't be too keen to sell him right now. I think for me, I think you raise a good point there. You know, like if Murata does go pear shaped, it's, I don't know why, it just has a fin in your toes. As well, reminded me of yeah, it. Really does. There's so much money, and it, I just feel like it could go south real quick. Um, going back to the the cost, I feel like the damage is like I I, I understand what you're saying, and, and yeah. to a degree I agree, but I, I feel like the damage has been done so much that it's just it doesn't look like it could even come back from that. It's funny because it reminds like, me of the Sacco. Um, yeah, for Liverpool, you I, know, he I agree. wasn't playing bad, and then all of a sudden Klopp's like, "No, nah, we don't want him anymore," and we were leaking goals at the back. Still nothing, you know, until he left, there was no sign of him coming back into the team. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I agree with that with Costa. You know, he's very much on the way out. He wants to leave. But at the end of the day, if he if he doesn't get sold right now, he he's not guaranteed to go anywhere right now. He wants to go Atletico. They can't buy until the start of next year. AC Milan have shown a little bit of interest in them. Yeah. But, you know, he's I don't know if he's somebody who really would want to go there. Well, don't forget that Milan are on a pretty good project at the moment, and they're really building. They've made a lot of signings. Um, the so, Chinese takeovers looks like it's really in business. You know, I, I'd, for him, I'd go. I'd, I'd say play play a year in Milan, and then get your move to Atletico. I think yeah, and I, I think it's a big gamble for um if Chelsea, you know, who will sell him. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, they will, will. But yeah, you know, uh, for selling Costa because you know he scored so many critical goals last season. Yeah, he was he was a guy who, you know, as Chelsea went through a bit of a two month period where they just kind of win one nil, he was always the guy scoring the one. He was always the guy breaking the deadlock or the guy getting him that critical goal that would get him that three points. Yep. I don't know if Murata can do that. I don't think you know, especially because he's going to have to come in straight away, be the number one striker, and have all this pressure on him coming from a different league, not knowing the style, having to adapt to it, and not probably knowing the players too well. And it's just like you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to take in, yep. and considering that he's going to have to come in and almost play similar or better to Costa straight away, it's going to like yo. Know, I tell you what, I'd love to see. It's going to go zero to hundred real quick. Yeah, if it, go, if it yeah. comes out to week six and he scored zero goals, the internet is just going to absolutely roast this kid. Yeah, well, I feel like they're going to roast him after one game, and that's <laughs> yeah. the way it is. And that's the way football is at the moment. And as I said, it goes back to saying like you know, you're only as good as your last game in the, in, in football. Um, they're so quick, you know, there's no patience anymore. They've got to score, they've got to do it now. If they haven't scored now, then they're not good enough. They're useless, all every name under the sun. And unfortunately, no wonder players get into these holes where they get depressed and all this stuff. If you read half the stuff that's written about them, you, you can't help but feel from a little bit. Yeah, well, in, in sense, yeah, like yeah, it's very. Hard. That's why they earn, you know. Yeah, they, when you earn week. that much money, you can you hopefully you can just kind of block all that out. And your know, English fans are the uh, the most savage on the They're brutal, yeah. Yeah, they are definitely they're the most vocal, and they they really like to let their opinions be known. But you know, moving on from those teams, we're going to go to Leicester. Yeah, and, well, I think this is really smart buy. Like it, we, I think we did uh, touch on it uh, last time, but mm-hmm. I think we were, it's a confirmed signing now of Ian Archer from Manchester City. I thought he was all, he was very good at Manchester City. He, he seemed to have a knack of being at the right place at the right time. A, a Javier Hernandez kind of player, I think. You know, scores just scores, and um, I think that Leicester's got him good. I think it could be the end of uh, our boy Musa <laughs> down at Leicester. Yeah, Musa, great FIFA buy. Great FIFA buy when you've got no coins. Yep. Um, 
But just on a, on a side note, how good is our ultimate team going to be this year? Oh, you, are you going to continually yes, say that? Yes, I'm going to say that every week until I get ultimate team on FIFA. Cause yeah. <laughs> we're you not see the names it. coming in, mate. They, oh, it's unstoppable. We're, but, we're not getting an ultimate team segment, just before you ask. Oh. Um, so, you know, Ian Nacho is a player that I think would fit into a lot of mid-clubs being their number one striker. Do you think that Leicester... You know, bringing him in when you've got somebody like Vardy, do you think that's going to create a conflict? Do you think Vardy's on the way out? Do you think- I, I, I do. I've said that to you before the before the show. I think it could be, you know, it could be pushed a little bit on the way out. And um, you know, it's very quick where the loyalty goes in football. Like you know, when they're <laughs> when they're doing for it, when they're playing well for you, you know, you're a hero. If you're leaving, you're a villain. And when you're not good enough anymore, they don't want you. So. Um, it could be the sign of the end for Vardy. You never know. I can't see him playing too short. Well, they did play a little bit with um, what's his name? Is oh, I can't. The Japanese player. Um, yeah, I know who you're still talking yeah. about. I don't remember, but we'll, Akasaki yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you, I, I, it's funny because Inacho is somebody who I would have loved to come to Spurs. I would have loved him. I would have loved him at Liverpool. And because and I think that he's a guy who probably wouldn't have been too upset playing backup considering he had been. Yeah. Like, you know, but now obviously, oh, I think the move is probably because of he was a backup. Well, but now he's a backup's backup. That's the problem, right? Right now, yeah. he's currently a backup's backup. Consider depending on what they do with Aguero, who looks like he's doesn't look like he's going anywhere right well, now. Yeah, well, it's, it's pretty much called on that well interest really um it's because he's not as good as sanchez well oh, please you know with that sanchez well those rumors won't go away but i don't see them it looks like that um arsenal will try and hold on to him but he said that about about seven players that soon <laughs> yeah. left after he said that exactly yeah once once it gets to clutch time crunch time for um the transfer window you're going to see a lot of players who were once said that they would never leave start leaving, leaving very and, quickly and sanchez you know he will go for the right price and unfortunately yep. that's it seems like that's the player that he is, unfortunately. Yep. But yeah, you know, we're going to cross over to Watford. Watford, yeah. So I, I, I noticed these couple of buyers from Watford last week. I think they're quite smart. Um, Chalaba from Chelsea wasn't getting you know a, a go really. He was just being one of the lo- the lone sheep really, or what I like to call them. They just keep going out and you know yeah. sitting out there in the lone paddock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, there's actually some good about this kid. He, he, I think he played for England um, unders. Recently, played pretty well. He'll get a chance at Watford, and he, and he might turn himself into a really decent player. Uh, Will Hughes from Derby County. Don't know too much about him, but he's, he's been there for $9 million. Uh, $9 million, pounds, sorry. Yes, yes. Sorry, I got that mixed up. Um, it could be a good addition. Good to get his chance in the Premier League, you know. Um, Tom Cleverley goes over there on a permanent basis for $9 million. Um, You know, there's three English players. Watford are starting to get a good English backbone, really, for their, for their team. Um you know, the, we could see some exciting things from those guys. It's funny because I actually, I'm on the opposite with Watford. I think they're going to get relegated this season. And I'll, we'll talk about like our predictions next week. But it's, you know, I think that Watford are a team that really need to kind of get a good spine about them. And it seems like they're starting to get it at least, which is, you know, if you can get yeah. a good, if you can get a good up the middle, it can help you, especially when you're a lower league team trying to uh, battle out a relegation, which yeah. I think they will be. Yeah, they'll be definitely battling out relegation. It depends on these, how these guys perform, you know. They've never had the chances before, really. Like, oh, cleverly probably had a bit more chance than the other two. Yeah, yeah. But it's on them now. It's it's kind of like you know, it's time for you to perform. It's time for you to keep Watford up. Really, they're the guys that are going to keep them up. Do you um? So looking like you know, down to the mid tables to lower lower table teams. Who are you like? Who are you actually liking it in terms of like you know Swansea, the West, like your know, West Brom, Swansea, Watford, and the new teams coming up? Is there anyone that you think that could do a real surprise packet and kind of just blitz them? Do you think Newcastle could do something like that? Well, I, I'm a bit biased in that regard because I am. I do have a massive soft spot for Newcastle. Um, 
but to be honest, not really. There's yeah. no real bang signing to go. Oh, gee, they've actually they've actually gone out and done something big here. The the signings are classic middle table, lower table signings, and I feel like it will just it, you know the wheel will keep spinning. These guys will keep battling it out for the the bot to keep out of the bottom three places, yeah. and it, you know order will be as usual. You know, besides that one year Leicester, I think it will be, all be back to normal. Um, you know, the same teams will be fighting it out. I think the the newcomers, I think only Newcastle, I can only see them really staying out of it. I, I can't see the other two, you know, staying up for another year. Yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be very tough, especially for Huddlesfield Town. Um, they're they're a team who um, it just seems like they, it just seems it's, inevitable. It's, yeah, it does. It seems inevitable that they're going to go down. It's you know, but on Newcastle, Lucas Perez. Yeah, Lucas Perez handing a transfer request um, at Arsenal during the week. He's probably been a bit hardly treat, harshly treated. Um, you know, he's number nine, taken off him for Lacazette. With, by looks of it, he didn't really know much about before it happened, um, which I find pretty disrespectful. You know, we live in a world where people care about their jumping number. Let's, let's be honest; they they really do. Yeah, they yeah they do. I, I was going to say they don't, but they definitely they do. definitely yeah. do. It's it's a it's an ego thing, and it, unfortunately, when you bring in somebody and you pay fifty million for a player, have whatever they, number you and want. Yeah, and they come in and they yeah. go, "Well, I what I would like number nine. Or you know, has what's the club to say no? Who, who's number nine? Lucas. Does it matter? Who's Lucas Perez? <laughs> unless, no, unless it was Sanchez, that was the only player that if he said number seven, then Arsenal might have been like, okay, like we you know we're trying to keep on to this guy. Well, they so. gave him number seven. Button. They they even like shipped off Rosicky. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. Well, that's very true. Uh, but yeah, it looks like that Newcastle will be going for him. They might not be the only guys, but going after him. There's a few Spanish teams and a few others going for him as well. It could be a good addition. I don't like to be honest. Lucas Perez didn't really get a chance at Arsenal. You know, like we we didn't. I don't think we saw the best of him. So if he goes to Newcastle, he would definitely be their number one striker, and it would be good to see him. You know, have a crack at it really. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what this guy can do actually at a different team because, as you said, he's just somebody who I remember him coming off and kind of being like an impact player off the bench. Yeah, and he was somebody that I you know I watch a lot of Arsenal fan TV just for the lols. And when they play like when they got beaten, which was most weeks, that they'd always kind of say that you know get Perez on. Why is this guy not starting? Why is this guy? on the bench and coming in five minutes to go and just kind of being that, you know, yeah, just, just fight. Yeah. Just junk time, just to give him his game time. And just, it almost seemed like that. And you know, when he start, when he starts, he actually makes an impact. This is a guy who actually has a little bit, you could probably get him for cheap. And I think he could be a decent player. And yeah. that's, and that's the perfect kind of player that you want. I think there's a lot of teams who will show a lot of interest in this guy. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. So you probably feel like, you know, I could just see him going to a club and actually getting a chance. And actually doing all right, and then Arsenal kind of scratching their head, going, you know, oh, geez, because we should have held on to that guy, at least giving him a chance. But that's that's the problem, isn't it? Like, you know, if right now, especially when you're with a big club, if you don't make an impact straight away, the big clubs doesn't matter who you are, they can just ship you off, and that's yeah. what they will do. And that's, 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 like, that's Morata's biggest problem too. Is going to be coming into this year that if he doesn't produce straight away, not only is he going to get absolutely grilled online. Um, you could, could you see he, on the next in uh, next boat back to Spain? I think. Yeah, well, and he could, you know, Bastoyan could start. Starting yep. over him, who you know, has shown a lot of promise in the preseason. Uh, so what we'll do, we'll take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk Facebook's finest team of the week. And we're going to talk about Spurs because I just want to talk about them. Hey. Well, everyone, 
to be honest, this is your favourite time of the week, and it's like the favourite time inside the favourite time of the week because we're up for Facebook's finest brownie. Oh, and Facebook's finest. This is um, as we always say, this is a time that we get to appreciate the uh, the best keyboard warriors in the world, and just the, um, some of them aren't that smart. Yeah, just the beautiful comments that they can make. Uh, this one's actually not even a um a keyboard warrior. This first one, I just thought was really funny. It just shows how much Neymar is actually making off of his new deal. This is what he's this is what he's getting, Mick. So he's getting nearly thirty one million a year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's you know that's whatever. Second year apprentice. Okay, so <laughs> so he's getting two point four million a month. Yeah, not bad. Uh, he's getting. Is this in pounds? This is in euros. Oh, it's close enough. Yeah, uh, he's getting five hundred ninety six k a week. Yep, that's big. Uh, he's getting eighty five point one k a day. Yep. He's getting three point four k an hour. This show has nearly made three point four k for Neymar. Yeah, 51k a minute. Uh, $51, sorry, a minute. And 99p a second. So he's made about 200 quid just fucking by the time we read that. By the time <laughs> I read that, he's, um, yeah, he's made about that much money. I'll, Mick, I'll, give, I'll hand it over to you, mate. What do you got? All right, so Fulham's new number, which is one of the favourites, I think. Uh, Fulham's new signing, a book, a bar. I can't even say his name. Go on, just give it a crack. Abubakar Kamara. Yes. Has chosen the shirt number 47. Um, <laughs> Why is that? Because his initials are AK and 47 is the number. So you can make, finish it up for me. Uh, so oh. that would make him uh, AK 47. It is. <laughs> which is kind of sad because um, AK 47 is a, a quite an unreliable shooting <laughs> <laughs> and never really hits a target. So <laughs> I love it how you actually think you would know that, Mickey, considering you've never shot a gun. I know. Life. I'm such a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to move on to my uh, my weekly uh, dig at Liverpool, uh, which is always fun to make fun of Vicky. I hate you so much. Uh, so this, this one came from the uh, the United link, which is a United fan page on Twitter. Uh, Liverpool fans making fun of Matic. He's won two Premier League titles in three years. Your manager hasn't brushed his teeth in two years. Yeah, well, I hate you so much still. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, what do you got for me, Mick? Well, basically. What are we thinking, Mick? What do we, what do we got? Well, I do have a laugh about this comment. Uh, the best way to describe managed to United. Your your eighty nine million dollar iPhone isn't working to its full potential, so you buy a forty million dollar charger for the iPhone for it to work better. <laughs> well, it's not too far considering. Yeah, it's not too far from the truth. That actually sums up the world. Um, actually, pretty well. Well, what we'll do is um, we'll cross over to another. I don't mind just talking about Neymar because he's fun to talk about. Then uh, Daniel Luan Rossi has come out with this beauty. Who am I to judge Neymar for moving because of money? When I once moved to another bar because the difference in price was one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, and don't don't put. Uh, probably most people have done that to be honest. Yeah, well, yeah, to be fair, like it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, yeah, and then um, I think that's all for this week, Mick. Well, we've got so much topics to really cover. We don't really have that much time for it, yeah. but I'm sure next week we'll have a few more. This next one is a uh, a beauty for you, Mick. You have um, you've been on my case all week saying that West Ham's team is currently a better squad than Everton. I think it has, it potentially is. I think Everton, like, I think the main thing is, right, no matter what Everton's signings, and they've made a lot of good signings this year, they're still weaker without Lukaku. Like, they've bought the bought Pickford, they've shot up the defence, they've got Keane, they've got the new strikers, they've got Rooney back. 
Um, but you would say their, stro- their squad is still weaker than it was last season. You can't say that about West Ham. I think West Ham have done really well in the transfer market with Hernandez and Altovich, Hart, Zavaleta. They were a lot stronger, and a lot of you know a couple of those players, or well, three out of the four, have won the Premier League. So I'd, they've got experience there. And me looking back, I almost think that West Ham have a better team than Everton. That's uh, that's interesting, especially considering it's a big call. But I think it's valid. It is a big call. We are a lot of people have been kind of saying Everton's done the best in this transfer window. This is um, it's interesting because not only is Lukaku gone, but Barkley's probably on his way out too. Yeah, which means that probably two of their probably the two best players from last season are gone. It's it's funny that Barkley is so keen to leave. You know, he's an Everton boy. Is you know it's it, it's weird that he wants to go for a new challenge, as Ronald Koeman said. It's just it just has a little bit of an ill feeling to it. Um, and to be honest, like besides the odd rumor here and there, does anyone even want him? Like, is he even you know he's gonna be he's gonna cost a lot of money. He's gonna cost a lot of money on wages. And he's not that good, I don't think. Yeah, that's the um, that's a big problem. I know Spurs are looking for him. I've heard many people say, as well as myself, saying that he would not make it into the Spurs starting squad. And we're not going to, we shouldn't be paying fifty million, which is what they're asking for, in roundabouts, yep. for a player who's going to play the bench. I don't know who, which team would have that money to put a, a guy in who would, you know, be on the bench. Considering that Arsenal, he wouldn't be starting. Man United, he wouldn't be starting. Man City, he wouldn't be starting. He wouldn't be starting for any team above Everton. Exactly. That's, that that's exactly it. And like any team below Everton doesn't have the money to buy him. And why would he go down? So, are you, so you're saying basically, and yeah, if Barkley he's just, in the perfect place. But to just, be honest, so it's weird that he wants to go. That's yeah, what it is. It is very interesting. But like, do you think that if Barkley goes, which it looks like he will, do you think Everton have taken a step backwards? No, no, no. I think you know, oh, I probably actually. Well, he's another player. He's another number that could play for him and, and play in a couple of positions there. Um, but it's just, I feel like that if you left Everton, their squad would be worse. But if you went to another team, their squad wouldn't necessarily be so much better. Yeah, that's it. And like, you know, is he kind of he's kind of like a, 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 a fence in the way that he's good, but he's not great. And but he's he's not bad, but he's not that. You but know. in terms of what they've brought in, do you think that they're going to be better off if when you know without Lukaku and Barkley than what they were before they left? No, because I don't think the squad's going to be better just because of the Lukaku factor on its own. Yeah, you think he's worth. Uh, well, actually, yeah, well, he's 25 goals, and I don't know where the 25 goals are going to come from. You can't see Rooney kicking well, 20. What I was going to say, Rooney, Rooney's an interesting Sorry. one because I don't know where the hell he's going to fit into this squad. Yeah, it seems like you know, they've brought a lot of players now, and they have a few players that I think are you know, genuine starters as it is. So what is how is a guy like Rooney going to start you know, week in, week out, considering are they going to do it just because you know, he's a Everton boy and he started well, it, out there? It, or? It just, it's pretty much another classic case of... Um, Football fairy tale, isn't it? Like you know, going yeah. back to his boyhood club, you know, didn't want to be there while he was in his best years. Just not forget that, eh? But like you know, what I mean, the club suited him, I think, to go back to you know, and to put it all how he he loves the club and rah rah rah. I've heard of that all before, but he you know he was happy to leave him when he got a better chance at somewhere else. Yeah. So where does he fit in the club? I don't know. You know, I think that the love for him will will get him the starts probably that. Might not even deserve, but you know he he looks fit. He looks like he's he's probably happier now. He's probably back at Everton a little bit as well at the same time. Um, he might actually have a good turn of form this year. It's interesting because like when you look at a team like Everton, they've bought a lot of players from a lot of different leagues. They're kind of picking them out. You, I kind of bring it back to Bale. I actually bring it back to what Tottenham did with the Bale money, where they bought a, you know, seven or so players. 
and not many of them were good. And it's just kind of like not many of them were good at the start. Like you look at Christian Eriksen. Well, right now we've got two. We got two players there who start who came from was that. Was Dembele part of that as well? No. Who was it? Oh, Loris. No, Lamella. You had Loris as well, didn't you? Yeah, we already had Loris at that stage. No, you didn't. Yes, Loris was not a part of that deal. You've already argued me, argued me with this. No, he was not a part of that deal. We got we had Lamella so and tell Ericsson me the names. Are the only, I'm not going to tell you the names. Out, of all the deal. Lamella and Ericsson are the only two players who are still with that squad. And they were just picking players for everywhere, not because we needed them. But Soldado, because, one of them? Uh, Nicky, <laughs> because we were, going, we were just trying to get players to use the money. I feel like Everton are just trying to use the money right now. Yeah, a little bit. And the players are not good. They're not really setting the world a lot. They're good. Like I think they've done well on defence. The attackers I haven't heard much of. Uh, yeah, Clayson. Yeah, well, yeah, class is it class or Clayson? Yeah, one of them. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it. Well, you know, only time will tell, really. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, so you were saying, you know, okay, if West Ham's a better squad. Why are they a better squad than somebody like Everton? Um, Considering think, what they where they finished last year, they've lost Pyatt, who's their best player that they've had in years. So what what's the difference? Uh, I think mainly because they're bringing ex- like they're not only really bringing experience, but they're not ancient. I suppose Zabaleta's a bit old, but um, you know Rooney's got experience from winning the title and all that kind of stuff. But it just doesn't have the same sharpness as getting a Hernandez, getting you know a hard and goalkeeper like in in goals. They, oh, well, they've got Pickford. I guess that they, they cancel each other I, out. Yeah, that I one. like Pickford. And Nathovich is a good player still. I think he'd probably have his best year now at West Ham. Um, you know, it, it just seems like a more stable squad. Yeah, I, I remember seeing a, um, an Everton fan saying, yeah, we've got Stoke's best player, so they should get relegated. I don't think they've heard of Shakiri, who is clearly, yeah, well, Stoke, clearly Stoke's, Stoke's best yeah. player. I'm not to somebody who's very inconsistent, who isn't a guaranteed. Zabalet is somebody who has been known to be a bit faulty at the back. You know, Hart, everybody knows the jury's still out on Hart. He makes mistakes consistently. He's done, yeah. His stint at Torino last year was... Horrible. Yeah, it was well, pretty Well, I average. think he was quite a saying... Um, I think the president said, I didn't think... Uh, an England international would make so many mistakes. Wow, that's that's a bit of a, and that, that's a backhand. That's yeah. a backhand. And then yeah, you, know, you look at Hernandez, who to me is the only proven guy in that squad who they brought in. I want to tell you a fun fact about Hernandez. Yes. Um. So looking at goals per minute in the Premier League over the, over the whole time. Yes. Where do you think he sits? Uh, I don't know. Top twenty, maybe fifteenth. Try it. Go lower. Tenth. What lower? Fifth? Fifth, yes. He's fifth. He's fifth in the all-time Premier League scoring per minute. Um, I think Aguero's number one. Yeah, Kane's number two. Yeah. Um, Van Nistelrooy, I think, is part of that. Thierry Henry is part of that as well. Yeah, so there's <laughs> the five. That's a pretty good company to be you in. You know, Suarez, players like that. They're, he's better better ratio than them. So if you say the names of their strikers that are world-class players, um, he's got a knack for goals. I think he'll score more, you know, if, if you get 10, 15 goals from him this year, that's a, that's a win. Yeah, I think that... A mill goal. That's something that... Yeah. <laughs> well, considering, I think that Hernandez probably will go down as being the best bargain deal of the, of the season. Yeah, I think The too. way, you know, he, as you said, he knows how to score. He's not somebody who's necessarily somebody... I kind of put him near where I kind of rate Kane in the sense that teams don't fear him as much, but he always scores, always scores, and he always puts it in the back of the and net. You, and you feel that he doesn't have to be part of like a world-class team for him to find the back of the net too. He's just able to find... He's just a, he's just a poacher. Well, the thing what these four players who have gone to West Ham are bringing is a winning culture. Yeah. And that's the, that's what they needed because when yep. you have somebody who's so good who just kind of almost flogs you off with that, what Pyatt did to them, to bring in four players to kind of stabilise this team. And as you were saying before with Watford, they've now got a really decent spine. Up the middle, they yep. are like decent, I think. that I think you know, Hart, hopefully he has a better season than he did. Everton... But- 
I think you blew the pressures off a little bit. Yeah, uh, Everton have a lot of players, and I don't know if it's quality or quantity. That's the differences, isn't it? They've got a lot of players, and that's what everyone's saying. You know, with West Ham, you can see where they're going. You can see the direction. You can't really see the direction with Everton. Oh, yeah. that's Well, this is a very, you know, everyone's saying that Everton could break into that top six because they are the the Premier League seventh club, as I will continually say. I think they're still a fair way off. I don't. I don't see them having any chance of breaking into the top six. No, I think West Ham got a better chance. You think West Ham have a better chance of breaking? Yeah, I think West Ham will finish above Everton this year. Wow, that's a big call. That's a massive call, but I'll make it. So they'll take the uh, seventh spot. They'll take seven. Yes, seven teams. Yeah, yeah, seven. Wow, that's big. (laughs) It's a big call, but I, you know, I'll wear it. You just like Chicharito. Chicharito. I do like Chicharito. <laughs> okay, I so like a burrito too. Well, we'll move on, we'll move on to your um, your favourite thing. Championship. Yeah, well, championship starts this weekend, which is exciting for you know all fangirls. Um, I just would like to bring up a topic that I've noticed a lot recently, which involves championship teams. I feel like they're really I don't know about you, Nick, but I feel like they're really taking the next step in um, in going for the you know the Premier League and chasing you know. Chasing the riches that goes with it, you know. You look at teams. Um, I think the perfect example is Wolverhampton um, with the purchase of Ruben Neves. Now, Ruben Neves was a guy that I was looking at Liverpool to get, like. I was hoping Liverpool would get, you know, probably six months ago. Um, the, he was from originally from Porto. Pretty sure he was a captain, eighteen years old, holding midfielder. Um, it, it just goes to show, like, these teams are really going, you know, out with the whim now to go try and win this win the championship. It's a hard league to get out of. No one wants to be in it. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to come a time where these championship teams right, are going to come into the Premier League and be ready-made before they've even got there. You know what I mean? These teams are getting so strong now that even the teams in the championship are getting decent t- get decent signings. And who would have thought Wolves were spending $15 million for a player? That was exactly what I was about to say. A team like Wolves spending 15 mil is pretty unheard of. Like, you know, there's a lot of teams in the Premier League who would be like kind of looking at that going, wow, like they have that kind of yeah, money. Yeah, they've to got like... balls up. Like, you know, when they look at buddy, um, West Ham buying Chikorito for 16, you know, it's one mil more and, and he's a striker. So it's... It's exciting times for the competitiveness of the English game. I think that you see even the Championship teams are really having a crack now. Um, that it's such a positive to, to know that you know they're they're, they're taking that step and going. No, we're just going to go all out here and try and get these players in, and, they, and they're coming now. Yeah, well, that's it. And like you know, Championships could be something that like we don't pay too much attention to because it's so hard to get the uh, actual yeah, broadcast. It's very hard to see here. over here. But like, I think it's going to be interesting to see who kind of starts off and comes out like a house on fire because there is a um there is a lot of money in the championship and it seems like a lot more than what I actually thought there was. Yeah. And now you, and like seeing teams like this come in, is there anyone that you think in the championship might blitz it this year? Well the bookies favourite is Aston Villa. They've made a few signings. They've got, you know, uh Chelsea captain John Terry down there. They're coming off a really poor year, aren't they? They are they're coming off thirteenth. I know that because I want to bet. <laughs> yeah, um, you said that. <laughs> uh so you know uh, for their sake, they're they're a well established English club. I like to see them back in the Premier League a little bit. I don't really care that much. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the other two, uh, Sunderland, go and who's the other two? Hull City. So they've yeah. got games this week. Um, Do you see anyone just coming straight back up? No, not really. To be honest, I don't... yeah, there's no squad that I think looks incredibly nah. strong. Like you know, Sunderland was kind of going off the back of Defoe, just kind of banging in goals because he's an absolutely class striker. And now he's gone. He's gone. Yep. So like, yeah, there's no one that I think. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Sunderland still in the in the um, championship for a couple of years. Um, you know, it, 
it's just one of those things in football, you know, the Giants fall sometimes. But in saying that, their neighbours, Newcastle, you know, they've been relegated twice in the last couple of years and they've found their way to bounce straight back and win pretty convincingly both times. So hopefully for Sunderland's sake, they can do that. Yeah, they, I, I, I really hope they do because I like, I think Sunderland and Newcastle have a really great rivalry. I think yeah, they, 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 yeah, it's fantastic. They have a really good one. Um, Newcastle is just one of those teams that just seem to be established even when they're losing. <laughs> like they seem, even when they're in the championship, they seem to be established. Yeah, they just seem to be that team that, you know, when it was in the championship, they were just head and shoulders above the rest and yeah. somehow they only just won it on the last day, which was incredible. In order to find, the, the, the main difference I've noticed with probably Newcastle and Sunderland is mainly uh, the years that Newcastle went down, they didn't seem hopeless, right? So they didn't seem like there was no, like this team's an absolute joke or anything. They just didn't get the results where I felt Sunderland last year and Aston Villa the year before, they were, the, the teams were just embarrassing. You know, I mean, that was yeah. a difference. Like, Newcastle went down, you go, you know, they, they probably finished third last or, you know, that last spot and they had a bad season, but they weren't embarrassing. That's the difference between Sunderland and Aston Villa and it'll be interesting to see. Um, and it was interesting to see like, Aston Villa didn't come straight back up. Um, and it was, and with Sunderland down this year, you know, those, like, how can try and recover and get back into the Premier League when they were so pathetic, like, pathetic was really a good word for it when they were playing in the Premier League last year. Yeah, they were... Um... Unfortunately, uh, it was just a really bad case of you know it was ten weeks in and just you just and knew they were gone. Yeah, yeah and it was each just year like, for both of them. Yeah, and um, it's unfortunate you know when teams kind of come up and they they just go down straight away and it's it's kind of like the cycle of the Premier League because it will happen again this season. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it's very very rare to see all three clubs coming up stay up for the following year. It's yeah, very very rare. So you know this season with like a team like Huddlesfield and you know Newcastle and Reading, Reading. Uh no it's Brighton, Brighton. sorry Brighton yeah. uh, Paddlesfield beat Reading uh, yeah Brighton yeah it's gonna be um it's gonna be very very tough because they're gonna come up against the team I think I think Brighton have Manchester City first game it's like you know welcome to the Premier League yeah exactly. <laughs> like, you know, Newcastle have Spurs welcome to the Premier League it's just like it's very difficult like because you don't really you don't know the class difference especially if you're a team like Huddlesfield who a lot of their players probably have never played against a Premier League player in their life like a full strength Premier League team uh, maybe but yeah, but yeah besides like the FA Cup and the English Cup yeah and but all like that real, a real Premier yeah, League team and on a Premier League day and it, yeah. it also brings the topic like um, that you know every day is a final for them they have to get a result and um, yeah, they're they've, gonna be they've got 38 for finals this year and unfortunately, you know, it, it reminds me of the Spurs thing this year with Wembley, and I think this is why they might struggle as well. If we want to go into that thing, because I know you love talking about Spurs. Yes, I do. Um, there was a theory that I heard the other week, and I, I kind of definitely agree with it. Um, one of the reasons I think Spurs will struggle this year is because how many games? How many home games? What's half of thirty-eight? It's nineteen. Good job. Yeah, yeah thank good you. Job. Yeah, I went to school once. Yeah. Um, so. They're going to play 19 teams at Wembley this year. And normally Wembley obviously is used for the international stage, um, FA Cup finals, you know, stuff like that. So the teams that are playing with a lot of players might not have even played at Wembley before. I feel like um, every team that they'll play at Wembley this year will come with a little that 5% extra for the sheer fact that they are playing at Wembley. I don't know what you what you think about that as yeah, well. I think um, it's a possibility because some of those players will never play at Wembley again or haven't. This is a um, this is a Before. this is a weird one because I think that initially I think it will be something that you know people get used to and people will kind of harp on about oh Spurs can't win at Wembley. I think if Spurs won their first three games, I think those 
those fears will be It'll gone. It'll go straight out the window. And, um, you know, you look at it's, but it's hard because last season they played White Hart Lane. They didn't get beaten. They, were, they didn't get beaten all season. Yeah. And I think they drew like four games and they won every other game. So it's just like, it was an absolute domination over there. So it's hard to go to replace. It was genuinely a fortress to come into a place where they really don't have a good record. It's going to play on them mentally, especially early. Yeah. You know, they've got. They need to win the first game. Well, they've got Newcastle away first. Second week, they got Chelsea at home. They got Chelsea at Wembley. So wait, so and the last time they played Chelsea before that was FA Cup a semi final, which they got beaten in. So there is like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't call that a home ground advantage at all for, that, for oh, the Spurs. I, I'm saying, saying just basically after like 19 games, you probably have a chance of getting, you know, getting used to it. I guess. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, it's gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be a fun little time because you know, I think that. Again, like just like with anything, you know, because of English football and that, the international's going to go nuts on this, aren't they? They're just going to go up. They're going to have an absolute field day if they, if we get done or we lose points to Newcastle first up, and then we're coming up against Chelsea, it's going to be even bigger. Yeah, and that's that's the whole deal of it. Like, and it just shows. And yo, know, I've actually got the um. Sorry, you were just talking about the bail thing before. I've got the um. I've got the players up right now, and I thought that uh, you might, yeah, you, know, you might appreciate all these players, and I thought you might, you know, have a crack at rating them. Yeah, okay, I, done. I think you can... Um, okay, so we've got uh, Soldado. One. Definitely. One. He was an absolute joke. Yeah, okay, 26 million we paid for him. That sucked. Uh... <laughs> uh, we got Lamella. Oh, probably six, six or seven. Yeah, okay, well, we paid 30 mil. Uh, Kapow? Uh, three. Uh, okay, 8.6 mil we paid for him. Uh, Churches? Well, oh, the centre back, yeah. Yeah. Oh, probably about three as well. Uh, 8.5. Where's he playing now? I wonder. 8.5. I had no idea. Paulinho. Paulinho, well, he's in China. I know that. And yep. he wasn't that great. But I would probably rate him about five. 17 million paid for him. Then yep. we paid Chadley. Chadley, I rated. I actually thought he was yeah. a very good player. Um, like... He, he was another. He just fell victim of not getting a chance because the team was so strong. That was yeah. Uh, Chadley was a guy who unfortunately was in a position that we had better plays in, and he's not a position that we're going to bring him off the bench. He's not fast enough to be an impact player, and he's just kind of he's a big, strong player. He's always he was very good, and he scored some critical goals when we needed him when players were out. But unfortunately, once we had a full strength squad, yeah, he couldn't get a game. And yeah, and I'm really and he's been doing really well at West Brom, so that's really yeah. I, I really like him there. And um, yeah, so he paid, well, only paid six mil for him, and then. The best player, Ericsson. Well, you know, he's been that good. Like, it's it definitely uh, softened the blow of losing Bale. And he's, he's he's definitely on the way to becoming a world-class class player, I think. I think he's a world-class player now. I really do. That's a big I, call. I don't think so. I, yeah, okay. Well, you think Coutinho's world-class. So I guess he, Coutinho is world-class. <laughs> no, okay. Oh, yeah. I think Coutinho's very good. But, yeah, I think... Um, Ericsson is that that underrated player that now everybody's starting to realise he isn't. There's a lot yeah. of internet kind of fandom for him all of a sudden, considering that you know last season scores twelve goals, twenty three assists, or something ridiculous like yeah, that. Well, exactly right. He just falls under that. He, he falls third fiddle really to, to you know the English players that are playing so well and they get the spot spotlight in Ali and Kane. And unfortunately, he's just he he's he gone off to the wayside a little bit when you know so they're so busy talking about how good Ali and Kane are. Um, and but you know, in saying that, the, the son, you're right. He's, they are starting to notice him, and it won't be too far before you know the big clubs probably have a look at him as well. I was good, at, yeah. I was about to say the same thing. I think that um, you know, Barcelona. If I had two hundred million dollars to pay, play with, I would be trying to spend out for Ericsson. I think you could get two really, really decent players, and I think Ericsson's somebody who would fit this 
their kind of structures in that as just a like not as a flashy player. He's not somebody yeah. who's like a Neymar or a Coutinho as a flash. He's just a class player. This guy yeah. is absolute, just hundred percent class. He has been flying under the radar so much, and he always gets beaten up online by Spurs fans because. Yeah, whenever we start losing, because he always goes missing or whatever. And you know, last season, I didn't. I don't think I heard one person online say Ericsson's a, a crap player. So it just shows. I don't think. Yeah, well, they realise how good he is, really. And but the the probably thing for us, Spurs fan, is that he's probably on a cheap wage, and it is probably very approachable. Well, that's very. Well, what do you think? Okay, what do you think Ericsson's worth right now? The coming probably eighty million. It's big. Yeah, I, I, I'd say... If Coutinho's around... getting $100 million bids rejected, I'd say $80 million, yeah, And I... he wouldn't be a season off getting 100 Yeah, I, I agree. I think he'd be around... I think, yep. yeah, he is somebody... Especially if Barcelona came after him. They, yeah, yeah, exactly know, right. They know he has play money, so they'd yep. be going, fuck yeah, let's just try and get as much out of him as possible. Yeah, we're talking about money. I know you want to really talk about Spurs and kind of how they've been doing their transfers and crap like that, haven't you? Yeah, well, exactly right. Um, You know, we live in a world where... The, the, the general fan has been longing for so long that a team just actually gives their players a chance to play and, and not just try and buy a title like the likes of Man City and Chelsea and you know all those kind of guys. Um, we've got a guy in in Potts who's really, really, to give these, ah, really willing to give his team a chance. And he is. And he's sticking with his first team. And now people are kind of backing up and saying, well, hang on, where's all the signings? Do you actually think you need any signings for one I personally don't think you do. I can't see a player who's available in the world at the moment besides Sanchez, who's obviously not going to go to Chelsea uh, to Tottenham. Yeah, um, that could better your first team. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I think that Spurs are what I consider to be like the anti big club because you see, you know, all these teams that will buy for straight up success, and that's because they have to. Managers feel pressured, so you see Guardiola, you see Mourinho, you even see Wenger, and they buy like big players and they buy for big money. Posh, Lev, uh, Daniel Levy, Levy sorry, um, likes to develop kids and where, you know, I take a squad like Man City and they have the, you know, the best development squad in the in the league and they consistently win titles in the under-19s, 17s, 15s and all that and they never, they'll never see the pitch and you take somebody like Harry Winks, who I think is a perfect example, who's just a center, central midfielder, had no right last season getting a start for a team like Spurs, but yep. Posh put trust in him, put faith in him, and he's repaid he's been, him. Yeah, he's been well, all really of a, well. All of a sudden, like if he was, if he wanted out, he you'd get a pretty decent price for a kid like that. He's young as hell, and yeah, you know, this is perfect because like this is where your depth should be coming from. I, I think a good team, yeah, you know, if you want to buy your know, players for to start your squad. That's fine, but I think your depth should come from your from youth. the in, within, and because they and that's when it's going to start ticking over. If you have somebody like, if you have people like, just say, uh, Winks, and you have people like Carter Vickers, who's a centre back, who's very young as well, and you have those players coming on, like just kind of getting subbed in when when they're needed, and then all of a sudden a few years go and they're ready for that top team, yeah, that first team. Definitely when your older players are getting older too. Exactly, and like yeah, we Spurs are the youngest squad in the league, and like that's just it shows. And sometimes it shows for a negative light because we kind of get a bit ahead of ourselves or we can't capitalise against the big teams. I think that it's a perfect excuse, I think, when you, the wheels fall off a little bit, that they're inexperienced. Yeah, and I don't I don't like that excuse. I really I hate that because, you know, when it's when it's winning, like, oh, we're the vibrant young yeah, team, but when exactly. we lose, we're the, uh, it, we're the inexperienced young team. Yeah, it's cash 22, really. Well, it? that's it. And, you know, I see that, you know... In terms of who we could get, that's the problem. Like, who the hell can we, who could we get? We need, what do we need? Okay, we need a backup for Harry Kane. There's only a certain amount of players who would happily come to a team like Spurs and won't be on an absolute... That are worth yeah, coming, you know. But that's, and that's the thing, like, because we want players... Now, I think Spurs are at a stage, if they're going to get somebody, they shouldn't just be getting someone for three mil 
from a uh, from like the Chilean league or something like that, who you know, we have no idea of what like you know say someone like Vincent Janssen who has come over and. I know a lot of Spurs fans will be like, "Oh, you should give him another year." I, I, I think you should. Like, I, oh, actually, I'm pretty sure I said last week that you should. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, I, I, you know, if you really want to challenge for a title, I'd, I'd be going for someone better as a backup striker. Like, you can keep him. Lewis Muriel. Pardon. Lewis Muriel from Udinese. You reckon? Yep, he's quick. He's good. Colombian. I don't think you'd go to. A, well, you no, know, he probably would be a backup, but I think he's he'd be worth a play looking at. Yeah, that's that's Look it. Like I'd love to, I'd love Josh King. I'd love you know, but Josh King's somebody who I don't know who would be happy to play second fiddle. That's no. the thing. It's when kind you, of like the Ian Archer kind of thing. Exactly. I I would love Ian Archer. I thought he would have been perfect, but you know, there's so like, unfortunately, and it's like a victim of how you know some of our players. If you have somebody like Kane. Who the hell's going to play above Kane? No, really, well, like right no, now. Name a shocker's better than him at the moment. Well, you know, other than going to the absolute, like, you know, Suarez, um, Lewandowski, players like that, like, and especially in the Premier League. Well, like, he's, he's in the same conversation as them now. There's no... I don't know, yeah. I, I, I know you think he is. I, like, well, maybe I, I I'm definitely a, Maybe I'm a, I'm a pessimistic Spurs supporter, but then again, I think Ericsson's world-class and you don't. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we, yeah, I vary on, I vary on certain out. players. But yeah, like, I, it's just like, who are we going to get in? They say Barkley. Barkley's going to come in. Okay, we'll pay 50 million for a bench player. Why would we Why do would that? Why would you pay 50 Million, yeah. yeah, and like he's not gonna. Who's gonna kick out? Like Barkley would have to hope that we get people get injured, yeah. and he'd just always be playing. and have to play well when he gets a chance. Yeah, and you know they say like, oh, he can play cup games, but like, would he really want to play cup games? Do you really want somebody who is gonna come in and you know play the Europa League or play? It, the, it would just uh, be the it would just be the the prime example of that that high point in someone's career where they become a bench player to be team, and then it's just a big circle till they join a Watford. Exactly, and like you know it's. It's just so hard to like please everybody, of course. And Spurs, I remember I saw um, I was listening to the Transfer Tavern, which is a really good, really good podcast as well on like all the transfers and that. And they had a poll going on like who's done the best in the transfer, and their top four was City, United, uh, yeah, they had Chelsea, they had and they had Spurs, and and they're like the Spurs have done nothing. It's almost like. Them not losing Ericsson, Ali, and Kane is a massive win for them. Yeah, it we, definitely is. If we went through the whole transfer season with just losing Walker, I wouldn't be. And, and don't would, get don't get everyone wrong too. If Poch wanted to keep Walker, he wouldn't have gone. Well, yeah, exactly. Like Posh would have treated like you know, I think Posh wanted him out big time. Yeah, yeah like definitely. you know, you could tell by if you were watching the games towards the end of the season, Trippy was getting started over him, and you know, he he um he quoted as being like you know play a rotation, but Walker played the whole year before that. You yeah, know, exactly about right. So like. If we'll we never go, know that one. If we go through the whole season and we've lost Walker and we haven't gained anyone, I won't be 100% satisfied because I feel like we could bolster our squad. But with the stadium being built and everything like that, I wouldn't be like unhappy yeah. because we. I think we have... Yeah, I think you've said this. We have one of the few squads that you might... You couldn't get touched and we probably could still be a really good team. We don't yeah. need too much improvement. And because everybody's so young, they're going to get better. You know, we've got players and, you know, with development and with everything like that, Ericsson's going to get better. He's young as hell. 24, isn't he? 24, 25 yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, you got Ali. Ali's going to get better every season. Kane's going to get better every season. Son's going to get better every season. Danny Rose is getting better every year. Wanyama's a huge, like a monster player who's just come in. He's going to start knowing his surroundings and knowing where to go. Yeah. There's a lot of positive. Then you then you've got the Harry Winkses on the bench. You've got the Sissoko, I guess. You've got Sissoko on the bench as well. But like, you know, get rid of him by then. But yeah. like, yeah, there's just... And you've got Lamella coming back in if he does... If he, if he ever gets 
um, off the injury list or gets off the coke, or whatever, yeah. depending who you ask. Um, at least from Argentina. Yeah, suffer, that's yeah. it. But like, yeah, that's, that's the thing. But like, you, it's funny, Lamella. Like, you know, you think he'd fit really into the posh system, but he hasn't. Like, ever since Posh has come in, I've you know, Lamella has always been that odd one out to me. Yeah. He's never been that player who has um, excelled. Started. And yeah, that's it. And yeah, what do you reckon? Well, yeah, well, I reckon you've you've made another number of valid points there. And I, I, to be honest, as much as I hate to say it, I pretty much agree with you on every one of them. <laughs> um, we will move on to our team of the week, who are not afraid of spending money. They're possibly the complete opposite. And we're talking about your favourite team in the whole world, world, Brownie. Nick said, uh, Man City. Oh, God, I hate this I'll, I'll say the numbers for you. Okay, give Mendy, it to me. 52 million. Yep. Walker, 50 million. Yep. Stones, 50 million. Yep. Danilo. 27.5. Where's Danilo come from? Uh, Real Madrid. Oh, there you go. Uh, Edison. Don't ask me where Edison come from. I have no idea. <laughs> 34.9. One thing in common. They're all defenders, Brownie. How how long has it been since the team has just gone all out in defense? Oh. Like that. Oh, I can't remember. 100000000 million. I'm pretty sure... Over other, million. I'm pretty sure Mendy's a left or a right back. And I'm pretty sure it's $100 million for, you know... That's incredible. Opposition. It is... Um, Look... City have like as much as I hate them. They've what they've spent. They've spent well because the problem with City and I've said this to you about Liverpool is that yeah uh, is that you know when you have a team um, you know who's so good up front and then so vulnerable at the back, then you can un- like it's going to catch up to you. And that's the problem. You see teams like City who started off like a house on fire and Liverpool who had like a one or two month period of just. Dominance, I remember, throughout the year. And then everyone was saying, title contenders, title contenders. And then all of a sudden, it kind of, you know, people, it stops falling into people's laps. You stop getting that ball coming straight to your feet. And then yeah. it comes the other way. Teams work you out. Exactly. And like I, as I've said, like, you know, Walker, now if he makes mistakes, instead of having Eldewari or having Vertonghen backing him up, he has John Stones. And it's just like, you know, John Stones isn't that player. Well, John Stones even, isn't even making that team at the moment. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's that's, that's the, the saddest whole, part about it. That's the whole thing. But he will. Because like, Pep doesn't want to admit faults. People don't want to admit fault in the Premier League. So well, I think he's almost, bit, he's like admitted fault without admitting it. With the Claudio Bravo, right? Well, yeah, that's the only one. I think I think he had to admit fault. That was a very very funny case. That was so blatant. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Like, yo, know, it was just it's, yeah, you know, this team, like this Man City team, uh, you know, you were saying like if they start clicking, it's gonna be yeah. If they get if they get this team together, which is only a matter of time, I think more, they're gonna be one of the unstoppable forces in the world, let alone the Premier League. Um, you just look at that defense, and you and you look at that attack. Like, you can't fit all those stars onto the pitch and then they're talking about Brian Aguero which is just ridiculous when I mean they're talking about Brian Sanchez sorry when they've got they've got Aguero it's, it is really just ri- ridiculous really um, you know we talk about you know Stones and that not even being like I'd say Otamendi and, and company if they're both fit they're the starters at the centre back position um, that makes their team so much look so much more stronger to be honest yeah um, the only thing that I think hurt City and I think it hurt them last season as well as when you're buying so many players from outside um, like leagues and everywhere around the world it's very hard to develop some kind of continuity and to kind of have that team bond about them and that's where that's where certain teams really do. That's where they succeed. That's where. That's why Leicester won the league. That's why. That's exactly why they right. Won. And that's why you probably find Tottenham doing it as well too, because they've been together for three or four years now. Yeah, they've, they've been a part of the same squad. The same players are playing the same positions, and they're all mates. They're all friends. 
these Man City, they've got, they'll have 11 personalities, 11 egos coming in more who knows, than yeah, anyone else, really. Exactly, and who you knows know. what's going to happen with these guys. Like, you know, there could be some real, like, you know, it's going to be a, uh, because everybody thinks they're the best right now. And that's the, like, well, that's that exactly team. right. You know, in that, especially in that team, most of them have come in for 50 million each. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, how they how high of an ego if you know you're worth 50 million pounds um, to come in and then you've got 11, got 11 people like each other. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the wheels fall off person- personality-wise, you know, if they don't if they don't link up well with each other. Yeah. Um, I, th- I feel that that's really the only thing that could stop them from being a force to be reckoned with. Okay. I, I think everyone knows that they will be this year. Um, but I think, yeah, that oh, that's the only way I reckon they could see the wheels falling off. Okay, so I'll give you this one. You were going on a, um, you know, they're still buying. If they yeah. got Sanchez, where's he playing? He doesn't play yeah, I honestly don't think. Oh, what you kick Sterling off or Sane? Tough, <laughs> tough to do. Like, yo, Sane is one of those guys who, yo, again, bought him, but like he's somebody who's young and he's one for the future. Yeah, him and Sterling are guys that you'd really want to hang on to. Yep. And yo, um, like yo, Jesus never. I would mean, sorry, um, Jesus, sorry, Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, we better say that uh, Jesus never is in there. It's anymore, unfortunate. Or... <laughs> but uh, yeah, like Aguero and Jesus never. Uh, damn it, I said it again. Gabriel Jesus. Um, you know, Twice in a row, being Jesus. up the front, De Bruyne, like God, oh, this team. Silva, David Silva, Silva yeah, Torre. I, I always forget about Silva. That's I know, and he's part. like the he's like the continuum of things. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. It's the, really the possibilities are endless when it comes to Man City, and that's the scariest sort. You know, when they when you know, I guess they've got they've got Champions League this year. They're gonna have to have a real crack at that. They're gonna have to win. They're like. There's only one man with, with a noose on his neck, and that's really pet because he really has yeah. to do something. He has to have the knife to cut himself out of that, Nico. Otherwise, yeah. it's dropping. It will be dropped quicker than you think. I, Trust me. If they start losing games, that it will get tight around the neck. I that's think, for sure. I think I said before, I think they got Brighton first time. Could you imagine if they got they dropped points straight up? I could they drew. They need to win five 0 I'd say in that game. <laughs> like, honestly, I honestly feel that. That's, I'd love. That's I'd the love to way. see their um, their their starting squad for week one. It is going to be something to look at. Well, who misses out? We, we talk about the. Um, Kyle Walker, Mendy coming in, Danilo, um, you know, even Stones from last year, you got the new midfielder from Monica, I can't remember his name. Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva. You know, you've how got all it, them. How are they supposed to fit the all in, in the one squad? Yeah, who starts? Aguero, Gabriel, I think probably Gabriel because yeah, they, he's Pep seems to like him, yeah. yeah. So what does Aguero think then after that? He's, he's, he can't even win the the funny team of Premier League title and still can't get a game. Yeah, you'll continually every season, every week, every episode we I'm do. I always sneak it in for every you week. You will say that Aguero won them the title. Well, he did, well, he did didn't he? Well, he kicked the winning goal. He, yeah. <laughs> he was a so good. He won them the title. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good week. Good. I'm glad we got that point. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Total Ninety Premier League podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe. My second mic, Mickey's going to take us out. Mickey Kennedy. Uh, yeah, basically, guys, we've got a massive show next week, so make sure you tune in, and uh, thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. This is predictions. This is everything you want to know about the Premier League. Gosh, look, top of the best part of the world, aren't we? No. Thanks. Thanks.